Jesse. What up? Fourth episode. Let's do it. Let's do it. Off the elevator, y'all. I'm Joe. I'm Jesse. And I'm the only one that knows what we're going to talk about at the beginning <laughs> of the podcast. I mean, he be keeping stuff from me, just like winging it. It's a, uh, you know, the conversation itself has more value if it's just abrupt. Yeah, solid authenticity coming up right now. Right, we're, we, this ain't scripted. Well, it's kind of scripted if you know. Yeah, but I, but I don't have my <laughs> I don't have my words wrote out. Oh, valid point. And I, I have no idea what you're going to say. So. I don't know how I'm going to respond to what you say, and I don't know how you're going to respond to what I say. True. Unscripted. Bring it. So. I had went with my wife to a little uh, little town up in North Georgia here, Blue Ridge. Mm-hmm. And we, we had stopped at a Cracker Barrel on a Saturday morning. And they didn't hardly have no help. Did you get some hash brown casserole? I did. Okay, good. I did. Sorry, side note, just wondering. I, I don't stop at Cracker Barrel much. But when you do, you got to get hash brown casserole. When I do, I can't remember if I've ever ate it other than the last Saturday. So oh. <laughs> I had catfish there one time. I don't grilled catfish, and it was legit. I don't think I've ever heard anybody say, "Oh, at Cracker Barrel, you've got to have this." You're the first person I've ever heard say that. Dude, they're known for their hash brown casserole. Are they really? Word. Hmm. Just saying. So we stopped at the Cracker Barrel, right, on a Saturday morning. And uh, we had a 25-minute wait. I don't know what time Cracker Barrel opens, but uh, we was there early. 25-minute wait just to get get in, eat, because they didn't have no help or they didn't have enough help right. to have every table in the restaurant, you know, filled up with people. Right. It wasn't a COVID thing. We're going to keep certain spaces blah 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 right they just didn't have enough servers right so 25 minutes turned into 45 minutes and uh then we get there and 45 minutes we're sitting down about 35 40 minutes later we get our food now you know i sit there and i watch numerous people come in and out like they came in and Sat and didn't get served or no, just left? they or? came and went up to the, what do they call that, the hostess podium. <laughs> oh, okay, we'll go with that. And gave them their name. And she'd say, it's a 25-minute wait. And they'd be like, why? There ain't hardly nobody in. <laughs> She'd be like, we ain't hardly got no. And I noticed every person got agitated about that. Right? Yeah. And that's not passing judgment. You could just tell their body language. Their, well, right, they well, want to eat. Right. Why ain't you got no help? Blah, 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 blah. And it was aggravating. Don't get me wrong. But it is what it is, right? So throughout the week, uh, I thought to myself, well, I'm going to mention on the podcast about this nobody's working mess, right? Mm -hmm. Because I got another podcast, too, and I was going to talk about it on it. So throughout the week, I'm talking, hmm, how how am I going to bring this up? Am I going to soapbox and give my political opinion (laughs) 
on why nobody's working. Am I going to soapbox and give my political opinion or or my mentality on this generation of workers, blah, 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 blah. Well, there's no real soapbox. I mean, let's be clear. People aren't working because they're being given unemployment. Right. And they don't have to work. But I, but I couldn't, you know, this podcasting is an art, right? And I'm not saying I want to tiptoe around anything. But I couldn't think in my mind how I was going to articulate it correctly. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Until you sent me this sermon. Right. And uh, The well, one from my church last week. Yeah. How titled many, Help Wanted. Titled Help Wanted, mm-hmm. right? And um, why, why don't you articulate that? Did you listen to it more than once? I did not listen to it more than once. Okay. Um, but I did listen to it, and then I sent it to you, and... Um, it's funny that you were, had that thought. You didn't tell me you were thinking about that before I sent it to you. Well, when you when you sent it to me, remember you said I want to know your thoughts, right? And then I told you, wow. And then I said, way too many thoughts to message. Oh, that's right, you did, and we right. didn't have a chance to talk about it, right? And uh, ah. but so I list, I listened to it twice, once yesterday, mm-hmm. got you to send it to me again today, right? And I listened to it again. Now you read much better than me. So I'm going to put you on the spot. <laughs> what would you like me to read? Matthew chapter 9, verse 35 through 38. <clears throat> what did I'm, I'm sure your pastor wouldn't mind saying his name in the church name. Of course. I go to his hands church, and Justin is the uh, leader of the church. In Canton, Georgia. In Woodstock. In Woodstock, mm-hmm. Georgia. And you can watch online right. if you're interested. Okay. Hishandsonline.com. So... So he he changed his sermon is what he said because they had ordered a few food truck I guess for a church function y'all was having or yeah so at our church you know a few times a month after the service they'll have food trucks where we can just hang around right so they have um, the high school kids hang out and do their thing um, separately but everybody else can hang out and there's a coffee shop and then they have. You know, like I said, a couple times a month, they'll have food trucks. And you a can coffee food truck? No, no, no. We have a coffee shop at church. Oh. Like an actual. Like Y'all a little, got a big church. Um, It's a medium. One of the mega churches. It's not a mega church. With Look, a coffee shop? First of all, it, it, anybody who's from around here knows, it used to be the old Kmart across the street from Lowe's on Molly. But yes. Um, I've never heard of a church having a coffee shop in it. <laughs> Never. I feel like you're going to get out a little more often. Churches now have coffee shops. Speaking, I went to Walmart yesterday for the first time in a year. Wow. In a year. I'm going to need you to get out of the house more often. In a year. And I did not miss that place a bit. Yeah. At all. Nobody misses Walmart. We just go because we have to go. Well, we went to buy some fishing lures, and my son said... You was trying to go lure fishing? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, bass fishing. Lure bass fishing. Bass fishing with lure is lure fishing. Nonetheless. That's another conversation, y'all. So my son says, Daddy, let's go through the self-checkout. It'll be a lot faster. So I said, okay. (laughs) Like I know how to do the self-checkout, right? Have you never worked in retail? Uh, When I was younger, but I'm 44 years old. They didn't have self-checkout when I was 15, no, 16. they had regular checkout, which is the same thing. <laughs> You're just scanning somebody else's crap. Nonetheless, so I, I said, "I, right, you're going to have to show me how to do it. 
okay, you know, and then he's got these comments like you just had trying to be a smart tail. <laughs> and, of course, four of the items don't ring up. And I'm like, I thought it was faster. I thought it was better. Then the lady, I, I, I get the lady to come over there, and she's putting in the numbers, and they ain't working in there neither. If we'd have just went to register six instead of register self-checkout, it took us longer to check out than it did to get the dang fishing lures. It doesn't always happen like that. Like our Walmart, almost all of the registers are self-checkout. Really? Oh, yeah. So the one right over here, there's, I believe, four regular check like checkout aisles and they're not always all open everything else is how convenient do we need our lives i I think you're about to make me really soapbox i know let's get off it can you give me the scripture again that you'd like me to read matthew 9 35 through 38 Jesus traveled through all the towns and villages of that area, teaching in the synagogues and announcing the good news about the kingdom. And he healed every kind of disease and illness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were confused and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. He said to his disciples, The harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. Ask him to send more workers into his fields. Now, mm-hmm. we want to get all upright and aggravated and ticked off and just plain and simply pissed that it takes us 45 minutes to get in the Cracker Barrel. Right. That man, when he when I heard that sermon, you know, that motivated me, motivated me to think, man, that ain't the workers that's being lacked. Right. That ain't the workers that's being lacked. Right. What's being lacked is the workers to serve And to Jesus. spread the word, that's right. Yeah, to get out there and, for lack of better explanation, collect souls, right? To bring people to Christ. Right. Being, the, being, the best, being someone's best chance at hearing the word and, and knowing Jesus. Right. And I was all ready to just pitch a fit about because then, <laughs> then we went fishing and the Waffle House was closed one morning <laughs> because they didn't have enough help. I feel like I was not okay with thinking that Waffle House is closed at right, all. Right, and I've seen that numerous times. I did they, not they believe you. I'm sorry for that. They did not have any help. And uh, so, yeah, I was all wrapped up in getting ready to soapbox and stomp my foot on a couple of podcasts. Mm-hmm. Now, now, don't get me wrong. I don't, I'm not saying we should just ignore what's going on. No. Right. I'm not yeah, saying I mean, people, that. People, I mean, there's work to be had. Right. For sure. But that, uh, when you sent me that sermon, it was just clear. It wasn't a coincidence. Yeah. It never yeah. is. And it, it, it was titled Help Wanted mm-hmm. and was talking of the same exact thing I was thinking. So I choose not to be in a grumpy, pissed off mood about it. Yeah. We have to have patience. Yeah. Right. And, uh, I appreciate you sending that to You're me. You're welcome. And it motivates me to be one of the workers because I got a job. I worked all the way through the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Don't care if you listen to this or not, if it upsets you, but I worked while I had the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. I had a job where I could be secluded right. by myself and did not come in contact with anybody. So there wasn't any issue. Well, I did too. 
well, you was had to go to the gas station and blah. No, I didn't. <laughs> I no, walk, nobody said that. <laughs> well, I can I can already hear the comments. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but I I worked I worked all through the coronavirus, and I also had it. Now I was fortunate enough to not be as sick right. as you, and definitely not as sick as my husband was. But right. yeah, and um, so I understand that it has took a toll, right? Yeah, hundred percent. But man, that we need more workers That's for right. Christ. Well, and it's you know we talk about this a lot. Having the ability to share the word and talk about things that people don't feel comfortable talking about. Right, right. right. You know, one of the things that I've shared in when we talk about addictions and you know and our drinking and how it was is you know being able to talk about that and share it with someone. And that has so much to do with the word for me. Um, and it just kind of intertwines when I want to talk about it, you know, where I am, what it was like for me, what it's been like for me um, to be able to explain that this is what God has, has relieved me of right, at this right. moment in my life. And if he can do that, I mean, he's, he has done many, many things for me, and I'm always amazed. <laughs> and our sermon today was about, you know, the wonder and being wowed by what God does for us and uh, the universe and the stars, which, again, whole nother conversation. Right. Way more stars than there are grains of sand, just I, saying. Yeah, whatever. But just being amazed at what he can do for us. Right, right. It's uh, So that, that was on me to... Uh, to talk about right you know as goofy as it sounded i was like why am i wanting to talk about this so much to begin with you know i felt like that's something that could be mentioned you know if i had a a political podcast or you know a current events podcast that i would have felt that might have been a heavy topic right right and i even had the thought of why why am i wanting to talk so much about me going to the Cracker Barrel and seeing the Waffle House closed, right. right? And trying not to, you know, for me, it's it's. Are we wanting to talk about things like that that occur because we want to complain about it? Right. Because sometimes that's how it comes out. Right. Like, you won't believe what happened to us. Right. You know, um, right. as opposed to trying to look for the blessing in it, which right. um, I guess was the the correlation with the sermon that I sent you. So that's why that was on me so hard <laughs> was for. Me to get this sermon and hear and receive it right the way I received it. Does that yeah, make sense? Yeah, I had no idea. Of course, that's, you didn't. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, I like that. And I, I got one more story I got to tell you. Okay, let's hear it on how God works. Okay, so I took my 11, 11 year old nephew fishing Friday, right? And we stopped at a, a park in Cartersville is on the Altoona Dam. Mm-hmm. And uh so we get out there and we go down to the to the river and check it out, right? And we had to walk down about 15 steps mm-hmm. to get down to the river. We check it out. I'm like, "Oh yeah, I, I believe we can fish this. We'll fish this." Go back up to the truck. And I notice this guy sitting under what do you call them things? It's over picnic tables, pavilion. Mm-hmm. He was sitting in the pavilion. And he was sweating me. What? Like, like, like staring, eyeballing you? Yeah, like staring at me. Like seriously, staring at me. Maybe he thought he knew you. 
I thought that at first, mm-hmm. right? And so me and my nephew were getting the poles out, getting them ready. So I said, let's get these poles ready for when we get down there. We get our two poles, and he sees us. He, like, he's seriously staring at us hard, hard. And so much, even I stop and stare back at him for like 45 seconds. Oh, you're trying to bow up. I mean, I'm like. <laughs> he's creepy. Uh, Are you yeah. creeped out? Yeah. I'm like, what What in the world's going on here? So when, when it's a, this is how I feel. When it's apparent to him that we're going down there to go fishing, he starts walking from the pavilion to where we was going. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, well, maybe he's interested in fishing or maybe he's fished here before or what, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is a park. There's right. other people there. It is public. So he walks up to us. He's got a thick accent. I'm not going to get into what. Um, Top. Yeah. It, it doesn't <laughs> matter. Really thick accent. And uh, he says, he he basically asked, are we going fishing? And I said, yeah. But he gave me this vibe of. He he gave me a weird vibe. Hmm. Now, now, I'm looking. I was a police for a little over five years. Right. I can sort of tell when somebody's thinking something, right? I mean, I've been trained in it. I've de- I dealt with people for a little over five years. I can tell when somebody's about to fight or run. Right. Or when somebody's got something on their mind that they're thinking. Right. Right? And uh, so it sort of weirded me out, just the way he was looking at me, the way he was talking to me, the way he was looking at my nephew. So I said, okay, yeah, we're going to go fishing. And uh, we start down these stairs. And as we start down these stairs, I turn around and he's coming down the stairs. Now, these stairs lead down to the side of the river. And there's only 10 foot of space Mm -hmm. to be able to stand unless you're going to be in the water. Mm -hmm. So he starts down those stairs. G goes down the stairs. I, I tell G... Out loud, I say, be careful. These stairs are slippery. They're wooden wooden stairs, and, you know, the river's there. So they they probably stay damp all the time. Right. And um, so we make our way down the stairs, and he's we get down to the bottom, and he starts stepping down these stairs like one. He'll step one foot and then bring his, his other foot right beside the next. This guy is, like, looking at us. Like one at a time. And he ha- he has a, a Dunkin' Donuts coffee cup with him, mm-hmm. and I can see the sunlight coming from behind him. This this is just stuff I did when I was policing, shining through that cup. There wasn't nothing in that cup, nothing. Hmm. So I'm like, you coming down here, man? You you want to see us fish? You I mean, what's what's the deal? <laughs> he didn't say nothing. So now I'm I'm thinking, this, is this guy going to try something? I mean, this is really strange. Right. This is really weird. It sounds a little weird. And I'm not trying to put judgment on this guy that he's crazy or anything like that. Right. You can't just walk up on somebody and not say nothing. I mean, I guess you could, but you're going to get looked at weird. So then he, he, he comes about two more stairs. So now he lacks about six stairs being to down there to where we're at. So now the police, I'm full police mode, right? <laughs> like the hair's starting to stand up on the back of my neck. Right. I tell I tell my nephew, I'm like, don't throw the pole out. Just hang tight. 
so now he's looking at me like, why not? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm scanning the area. If this guy pulls out a gun, what am I going to do? He's up there. I'm down here. Which way am I going to grab G and run? Mm-hmm. If he pulls out a knife, if he just comes full on hands at me, what am I going to do? He takes another step. Doesn't say nothing. So I, t- I say, hey, man, this is weird. Well, what's your intentions? He don't say nothing. Oh, wow. He's staring at me. Right? And I look at G. I said, G, do whatever I say. Because I don't know if I'm about to have to tell G to run <laughs> right. or what. Right. Now now he, now G's getting nervous. Right. I, look, I turn around. I stare at him. And I think to my mind. I say, God, please let me know what to do when this joker gets to the bottom of these stairs. Mm-hmm. God is my witness. The moment that thought went through my head, that joker slipped on those stairs and fell all the way down there to us. I said, man, are you okay? And he sort of looked up at me. He didn't say nothing. His coffee with nothing in it. Cup come tumbling down. I said, you need some help? He says, no. He stands up for a second. Now he's down there with me now. Uh And I'm like, okay, it's either on or not. I'm I'm about (laughs) to find out what the deal is. Right. I could tell he was hurt and he was in pain. I said, you need help back up these stairs? He didn't say nothing. He turned right around, walked up. I heard him get in his car. I even heard the tire squeal when he took off and took off. One of the weirdest things I've ever been through in my life. That is weird. Very weird. Very weird. Tell me God did not dump him off them stairs. <laughs> wow. No. And but the, the the he had the strangest look when I asked him if he needed any help because now I'm not sure that he's going to attack me. These are just my thoughts. Sure. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. These are just my thoughts. But the look he had on his face when I asked him, "Do you need any help?" was that it was a look of oh man this person's like this you mm-hmm. see what i'm saying mm-hmm. it was a that's a, interesting if i can explain it the best way i can explain it is and it may be just that i was so overconfident that maybe he was about to try something mm-hmm. was oh i was going to do this but now this person that i was going to try to do this to is trying to help me mm-hmm that that's what the look was like. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Wow. God don't play. I know for a fact God shoved him off in stairs. <laughs> I feel like God doesn't shove people off stairs. Made him slip. <laughs> you, you, you see what I'm saying? You, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, the, I mean, it's wow. That's crazy. Yeah. And then he just left. Then he just left and got in his car. Only got, said one word. Said no. No. That's all he said. And then when me and G left, of course, we picked up his empty duck and donuts cup that he left there. Interesting. And I thought about when he got to the top of the stairs saying, hey, you need to get your cup. And I thought, no. It's... <laughs> wow. How about that? That is interesting. What you got? What you got? What? As far as God winks? Man, that's a, that's a good question. Maybe I shouldn't say God shoved him off those stairs, but... <laughs> I get what you're saying. Yeah. Like, you know, you had thought, this is what happened. I mean, you have no idea what his intentions that went, were. 
I said, God, when he gets down here to the bottom, please let me know what to do. Cause I, I'm, I'm serious. I, just those police cues mm-hmm. from him walking and something was up. Sure, something was up, right? Hundred percent. I know there was. Yeah, and it could have been anything. I mean, you're really could have been could have been I mean, anything, right? You know what is it? You know, could, it could have been anything. He could have just been trying to fight, or I don't could've, know. That was weird. Or yeah. trying, I don't know. That's weird. That's yeah. cool. You know, when when God shows up, it's always cool. You know, and and we talk about you and I talk about this that we are shown so many times things that most people would say are coincidences. And you gave one for example today. Um, you know, your thought, your experience with this help wanted situation. And then the sermon shows up. We had another similar situation this week where I read you um, part of a devotional I was reading about Esther. Yeah, and then you had a conversation with with Chad or. I, I heard it on his podcast. I heard it on his podcast, yeah. and, and this lady named Esther, and what the service, this you know, the message was about, and and they're just if we can quiet ourselves just enough to be able to hear or to see, right? You know, um, you can call them God winks or God shots or whispers. Whispers. I mean, everybody calls them what they. Um, something different, but it's all the same thing. Like when, when you least expected it, you get to a chance to see that he's actually with us right. all the time, which is pretty amazing, you know. And especially if we're uh, sober enough to see it. Yeah, that's the thing is being able to see it, right? Mm-hmm. Being able to hear the whisper. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, and I don't have to. I don't have to have, you know, drank anything to not hear it. My mind can be crazy enough all on its own right and i mean you've seen me before we start this podcast like i have like 500 things in my mind all you the do. time and i gave you a really hard time about it <laughs> you today. did yeah i even i mean I, y'all, I even pulled your husband in to help me a little bit i mean i got totally roasted is not okay and i have a sticky note on my desk just so everyone knows that says stay on topic because right. i struggle a little bit with staying on topic but i, th- I also have one that says time takes time and live and let live. So I'm being, I'm working it out I think for you myself. Need, I think you need a poster board that says "Stay on topic." Hey, sometimes my off-topic conversations are legit. Maybe you need one of them uh, speakers that Alex, that all it does is go round and around, just says "Stay on topic." Stay on top. Hey, Alex, play "Stay on topic." You mean Alexa? <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at you going. What's an Alex? You mean an Alexa? I get, yeah. That's wow. That just plays constantly. <laughs> Stay on topic. Stay on topic. Stay on topic. I am a work in progress. Progress, not perfection, I'm Joseph. Just, I'm just giving you a hard time. You yeah. know that. So that was good stuff. Thanks for sharing that. I had a first, not a first, which I think that's a good topic for a, a podcast we do. His first, like, like last year was the first time I could remember dove hunting and not getting just teetotally tore up drinking afterwards. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. We talked about that, too, let, especially. Let me write it down in the loggle. Write it in the loggle. Last year when, uh, you know, there's, there's new things that we do once we're in sobriety. And for me, one of the things was uh, Halloween. Yeah. Remember, I, you know, it was Halloween. It's like, you know, we 
walk the neighborhoods and I always had a drink and right. we walk one street and I'd make another drink and you'd walk the other street and I'd make another drink. Right. And this past Halloween was the first time and I remember thinking, this is the first time. I mean, and it's not, I mean, it's a children's holiday. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, or, you know, the same thing like at Christmas, it's like you put up the Christmas tree and then I'm like, well, I would normally have a drink while I did that. And mm-hmm. not, you know, those, those little cues, um, so we'll probably have a not probably we will have a lot more right. of those. But what well, what brought that up was like I said, it technically isn't the first, but my oldest boy moved out of the house. Oh, and, baby uh, buck, <clears throat> all grown up. Yeah, and you know I used to when he or his brother was out and about with their friends or working, doing whatever it was, I would hold my drinking off until they got home, in case I needed to go help them. Right. And I thought to myself last night as his first night out of the house, man, what a, what a blessing it is to not have to worry about that boy out doing whatever him and all his buddies are going to be doing in this bachelor pad. <laughs> wow. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm sober. If he calls me at 2 o'clock in the morning, right. I ain't drunk. Right. What a blessing it Amen is. Amen to that, for sure. So I think that might have been the first time I had that thought of, Man, I can I'm, I can go to him anytime I want to. I ain't drunk. Wow, that's amazing. Or I don't have to wait for my wife to come home and give me a ride, or I don't have to call somebody to give me a ride because mm-hmm. I can, because I can't drive. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's pretty mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, that is pretty amazing. So another little God wink. Right. We had talked before on our last podcast about other addictions, and uh, we had. Had the discussion just a little while ago. Uh, we was on the last one. You know, we were saying well, why do why do drug addicts seem to feel they have to go to rehab, or you know, is that the thing? Should they have to go to rehab? And so we got to talking about some definitions. Mm-hmm. And I watched that show Hoarders. Uh, yeah. This morning, and uh, I sort of thought that was an addiction to have to. Uh, round all that stuff up. Right, they wanted to keep that. Did you know, side note bar on that, that hoarding is a uh, protected, considered a protected disability for housing. Really? Mm-hmm. I did not. If you come, if one of, if a resident of mine is seen as a hoarder, it's considered a disability. It can't, you can't force someone to leave. Like really? it is a protected disability under the Disability Act. Really? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I do know, and and I don't know how it legally happened. I don't know how it went through the courts, but I do know of a couple of places that was in the Dallas city limits of which people were hoarders. And uh, like I said, I don't know the, the legal aspect of mm-hmm. it, but those places ended up getting tore down. And well, I, like houses? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. One was a double wide, and this, this woman collected newspapers. Yeah. And I mean, it was just a trail, just dangerous. Com- coming in the door, mm-hmm. going to her bedroom, going to the bathroom. Kitchen was unusable. She barely had enough room to sit in the living room. Wow. But I, but I'd always thought of that as a dick an addiction. But mm-hmm. I, I noticed on that show they kept saying disorder. Right. And we looked it up. What so? What's the difference between addiction? Or addict and disorder, or what, or, or so, both. So it says a disorder is an illness that disrupts normal physical or mental function. 
Um, Oxford English Dictionary, a disorder could be defined as a set of problems which result in causing significant difficulty, distress, impairment, and or suffering in a person's daily life. Hmm. Sounds pretty... uh, So with the word disorder versus addiction. So so for addiction, it says... Addiction is a treatable chronic medical disease involving complex interactions among among brain circuits, genetics, the environment, and an individual's life experience experiences. People with addictions use substances or engage in behavior that become compulsive and often continue despite harmful consequences. Hmm. Interesting. So seems as if Addiction comes forth with maybe a little more physical um, key components, if that's what I'm looking for. I mean, disorder, but disorder says disrupts, you know, it's an illness. Right. And addiction says it's a chronic medical disease. Mm-hmm. So it's a little, you know, it's not uh, completely black and white between the two. Right. But um, there are a few different things i mean they both have to do with environment and right obviously addiction they use in the form of substance right also but like it says engages in behavior that become compulsive and often continue despite harmful consequences which if you use hoarding for an example i mean i would imagine that that's a compulsive right i mean it's a compulsive need for the lady that you were referencing to keep the newspapers hmm well, but I'm, you, you know, before you we go on to that, I, speaking of compulsions, because it made me think about it when I was talking, and I had gone to the beach this past week, and um, you know, one of the things as far as as the alcohol for me was dealing with the compulsion to want to drink, and I have, you know been fortunate enough that god has relieved that of me i I guess i think we talked about it before it took about six months or so for me to not have that compulsion right but i'm at the beach and i had a friend who who mixed a drink and and she made an ugly face and the uglier the face she made them like within a second i wanted to just she's like she didn't put enough mixer in it and i want i was like that my thought was i'll just drink it off the top right and she could put more. Mi- I mean, what does that mean? Within, off the top, <laughs> you know. Well, she put she put vodka in it, and she uh-huh. was gonna put a mixer. She gonna put Sprite in it, but I guess she, in her opinion, put too much vodka in it and not right. enough Sprite, and she she couldn't fit any more in the cup. Okay. So we would drink a big swallow off the top, so you could okay. put more mixer in it. Okay. Um, and that's I mean, within a second, I mean, I had the words coming out of my mouth. Right. Um, give it to me, right? Like I would just pit, turn. I mean, turn it up. I didn't, by the grace of God. Mm-hmm. Um, but just turn it up and drink it. I mean, right. like, comp- and and I didn't realize that that was what what someone would consider a compulsion. But I was talking to it with someone, talking about it with someone, and and she looked at me and said, "That is the compulsion to drink." Mm-hmm. You know that we have. From from being addicted to the alcohol, right? Well, I, when we was up in Blue Ridge, there was a couple of uh, brewer brewer breweries. Breweries. Why breweries. can't I talk? It's just brewery. Brewery. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I 
There was a couple from a beer drinker. Ex, no, ex beer totally drinker. Know, I, I totally like know how to say it. Brewery. All of a sudden, my tongue got fat for some reason. <laughs> that off the top confused me. I'm, I'm, all right. So anyhow, yeah, right. <laughs> so there was a couple of breweries, mm-hmm. and uh, one of them had in in the window. It was like, why is this is a place? For us to babysit your husbands while you shop. And as we walk by this place, then my wife starts reading that. I'm like, woman, I'm thinking to myself, woman, shut up. (laughs) Shut up. Now, I don't feel I had the compulsion to drink. Right. But I thought to myself, man, it sucks. I can't go in there and grab me a beer while she goes and Mm -hmm. looks at these dang. Mm -hmm. uh, What? What? What kind of ring did you have us looking for? Opal ring or something? Turquoise. 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 Jeez. I, I, I was like, man, why can't I just go in here and yeah. have one? You know, it just this sucks, and it and it, it's crazy. The the breweries mm-hmm. are lined up together, so you go by one brewery, and then it's a shop. Then the, here's another brewery. Then it's a shop. Then here's another brewery. There's like three or four. That are all lined up and it's within a right. seven or eight, you know, uh, unit spot right there. So I don't think that was a compulsion. I just thought, man, this sucks. Well, I was thinking while you were saying that, that, you know, um, about they talk about the compulsion and the obsession. And I thought just now while you were saying that, what, what was the difference? Um, so compulsion, it states um, an irresistible urge to behave in a certain way, especially against one's conscious wishes. And so to behave a certain way against one's wishes. Yeah. Behave in a certain way, especially against one's conscious wishes. I, I guess as in against your own wishes. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. Like I, I, I don't want to drink. But I had the compulsion to, right, which right. was to behave in a manner against right. my conscious. Um, and an obsession says the state of being obsessed with something, an idea or thought that continually preoccupies or intrudes on a person's mind. Right. So I guess compulsion is, it, if I if I'm explaining it for me, was was that instant, immediate right. thought to to drink that. As opposed to yours, which right. would, which would be early on when we stopped drinking, it was like that for right. me—the obsession, like, oh, it's Friday afternoon. Right. Normally on Friday afternoon, I, I don't want to have a drink. Why can't I have a drink? And then that just that thought, like right. I can't, I can't sit here and drink while my, you know, like you said, while my wife shops. Right. Um, but it used to be a lot stronger for, for me and for you, I believe, early right. on, but. That made me think of what the difference between right. obsession and compulsion. And, and I'd had a, a a thought about a brewery anyhow because there was a podcast out there. If y'all get a chance, check it out. It's called In the Red Dirt, In the Red Clay. It's the story of the Dixie Mafia. Hmm. And uh, uh, Billy Sunday's boy, He Billy Sunday was the leader of the Dixie Mafia. Right. This is all true. His boy named Stoney. And I think it's in Hiawassee, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Is uh, he's in the in the podcast telling the story of his dad and the Dixie Mafia and this and that. But I started listening to that podcast. I started listening to it while I was drinking, and continued to listen to it as I become sober. Right. And thought, man, because I could 
I really love that podcast, and, right. and I'm all about some stuff in the South and this right. and that, and you know that's part you, of history. And you really are Southern. And I, I'm me and me and my youngest son's like, oh yeah, we got to go up there and meet Stony at at his brewery in Hiawassee, Georgia, and mm-hmm. talk to him and get a picture with him. And as I become sober, that's one thing I thought, man, I can't go up there to that brewery. I right. can't. I right. can't. I just can't. Is what I was thinking in my head. Mm-hmm. And so I had that feeling from back sure last year yeah the things that we think we can't do so that's i that's why i thought when i went by those breweries i guess was a little bit man this this freaking sucks yeah you know what i mean that comes i mean it comes a lot less now than it did a couple of months ago i mean i guess i'd like to hope that it, it gets better right um you know been almost a year without a drink but um Sometimes I do that, you know, right. I mean, I didn't, um, like my friends invited us to Florida and we'd initially planned on going to Crab Island and I kind of knew the situation, um, you know, it's a sandbar in the middle of the ocean, you know, you ride a boat out there and everybody, I mean, you can stand up and everybody hangs out and it's, you know, I mean, in my, when I was drinking, I was like, yeah, you know, you you got a cooler, you know, you got your drinks, and you're out there all day in the middle of the ocean. It's right. music and and sun, and it's perfect, and everybody's having a great time. And I got a little nervous. Um, and then I had some friends at the meeting say, "What are you nervous about? Like, right. like you've already done life, right? Like, right. like they've already like I wake up every day for almost 365 days and not had a like." Like, I I started out thinking, man, I'm not going to be fun, or I'm not going to be able to do fun stuff. Right, yeah. You know? Right. And now I'm like, I could do fun stuff. And after I talked to them, I was like, dude, I could totally go to Crab Island. I mean, it's it's going to be totally fine, right? Other than the fact that I'm not sure where you go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> but, but other than that, I'm like, we are learning right. how to be okay. And I say it like that because... It's really fear, right? That says, oh, we can't have a good time. Like, yeah, man, oh, can't. you can't go to the brewery and meet Stony. Right. But you can. Right. I mean, I imagine, I imagine you probably feel a little differently about it now. I do. Yeah, um, I do. But yeah. still, still a little, lingers a little, right? right? Like, you know, I mean, am I going to be able to do this? Or am I going to be able to do that? Or, you know, I got, I stopped drinking uh, at the end of July last year. So it's like, for me, I'm coming up on my birthday. Right. I've never had a birthday. That I mean, I say never. <laughs> you you can't you can't remember the last birthday where you didn't drink. Uh right. It it had been a, it's been a long time. Right. Cuz like, you know, when I said in the first podcast, I didn't drink for a long time. Right. Um but for the last several many um I mean, that's a day to throw I mean, that's a day I celebrate me. Right. Any way I want and I prefer to do that right. loaded. <laughs> right. Um so yeah, so I'm about to have a birthday. And that's something new. I'm about to have a Fourth of July, and that's something new. But not right. that I needed a holiday or a reason to drink. Neither right. one of us did. Right. But it's those thoughts. Those thoughts, right? You know? well, before we get on to to some more of that, so look, I've talked to you on the phone while you're driving, and the explanation you just have about what you do before you start the podcast, I feel is sort of what you do while you drive. You don't really stay on the topic of driving. Wow. Are we going to talk about women drivers right now? I feel like it's not the rabbit trail you want to go on. So my fear for you going to Monkey Island (laughs) 
with with people that are drinking, right? It's not down in those people that would be drinking. Is who's going to drive the boat back? And if Jesse is not on topic on the road, wow, in, in a vehicle, <laughs> she is the one obligated to drive these people back from the ocean. First of all, we're coming back from Monkey Island. You have with you've never drove a boat. You're in the ocean. I am 41 years old. A B. I have driven a boat. C. I have driven an automobile for many years with minimal accidents. Thank you very much. Let's not get too cocky with our capabilities because we're sober. <laughs> L- let's not volunteer to be the DD of the boat. No, no, no. Out in the ocean. But we we did end up going to Crab Island, not Monkey Island, weirdo. <laughs> um, but I was okay with it, right, you right. know. After that, um, you know, and and one of the things, well, I've kind of been this way my whole life. Not you know, for as long as I can remember, I never really put myself in a situation where I couldn't get out. Mm-hmm. If we went somewhere, I wanted to take my own car because I wanted to be able to leave. <laughs> right, right. You know, um, but I always realize now that. Um, not always, but I like to. Like, what's my exit strategy? Right. right. Like, if I'm going to go to this deal and everybody's going to be drinking or everybody's going to be doing this, like, which is fine. I'm at the point where drinking does not bother me. Other people drinking do not bother me. Right. What What I don't, what I feel like I struggle with is when people get drunk. Right. <laughs> when people get turned up, then I'm ready to go. Right. I'm like... I'm like, okay, this is not this is not what I consider fun anymore. Um, but it has to be like way to the point, right? Like, right. like I probably should say I, I would be on a regular basis. Um, but being around people who are drinking or being at parties where people are drinking, much different now than it was. I remember last year you you was talking about birthdays coming up on your birthday, and being the first one that you can remember in a long time that you haven't drunk. I remember. One year, you and your husband gave me a, I can't remember, it wasn't a gallon. It was a handle. I don't know how, I don't know what the, I mean, I could Google that, the right. uh, ounces in that. but it, Of Crown Royal Maple. Mm-hmm. So, like, when I was at birthday parties or gathering and stuff, I wasn't a big liquor drinker. But if I did, it was Crown Royal. I loved sure. the maple. And I think they quit making that, didn't they? I think so. Uh, but and then the wild turkey and the wild turkey honey was those. But I kept that bottle, uh, and I can't remember. I told you about it. Mm-hmm. I talked to you about it a few months ago. Uh, but it was maybe month three after I decided to quit drinking. I was in the kitchen, and that bottle was. I'd built my wife this big farmer's farmhouse cabinet looking thing mm-hmm. shelf and. I seen that bottle up there, and I was like, man, I just want to smell it. And I I picked it up, and I seen that. I mean, it wasn't even enough to be a swaller. Like, it (laughs) definitely was definitely enough to wet your tongue and run down your throat. Burn a little bit. And I was like, if I could just smell it, I believe. Well, that's a compulsion. Right. I was like, if I could just smell it, then I could just, I'd be good with it. And that's then. Then, as I was thinking about smelling it, that little swaller, you know, was wrapping in my head. I was like, "Well, that's mm-hmm. that's not even enough to make me feel anything." So then, all I'm doing is getting the taste. So, right. what's wrong with just tasting it? Because waking the monster. Because if I'm just tasting it, 
and I'm not getting buzzed off of it, what's the big deal? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or I could stick my tongue in the top of it and just <laughs> run it around the, the ring of the bottle. You know what I mean? And then we're like, only someone who has a problem would say some shit, stuff right. like that. So then finally, I was, after enough, I was asked my wife, pour that thing out, wash mm-hmm. it out. Wash it. But you know what? I still got that bottle. Yeah. So I, said, I don't know. There's something about it. We have, we have a, a sentimental attachment to uh, to the booze. Yeah, I mean, I, right. had, um, I don't have any bottles, but I have multiple things, you know, of plaques on, hang on the walls. And I, I feel like you should have that bottle of Fireball oh. that I destroyed you with one evening. No. Yeah. That is one of Was those, that one of your birthday parties? I don't. No, I don't think so. I think that was yeah. just us hanging out one night. But I had never been so sick in my whole life. One of those times where you're swearing you'll never drink again. And it took me about a day and a half before I did. Right, right. You know, so I did, stupid. I don't want our I don't want our last podcast when we said we was gonna research some things about drug addiction to go unanswered a little bit. We are looking into it and we are thinking about it and talking about it. And we've right. actually got some guests uh scheduled to be on the podcast that have went through some of that things that would be able to iterate some stuff to us and give us some more knowledge on it so we can help them. Yeah, for sure. More, Hopefully help more people. We're not experts by no means. We're just giving our experience and everyone's else's experience, and that's all we're trying to say. But I did read a blog the other day, and I don't really remember much about the whole thing, but I would like you to read this. This is from Turnbridge uh, Rehab Facility in Connecticut. They, they give a blog – uh, as a resource for people seeking addiction and mental health recovery information. Right. So they do a blog, and they give seven reasons to go to drug rehab. Oh, really? So I don't have to pull my old man glasses down and mess oh, up my yeah, head. let me see it. Will you just read the re- the reasons yourself? You can zoom in on that phone. I know you're not an Apple phone person. Yeah, because Apple's dumb. So these, these are their seven reasons from – from their their blog that says why you should go to uh, rehab. Let's see. Why should I go to rehab? Or looking for reasons to push your loved one towards the right place. Uh, number one, quitting drugs on your own can be dangerous, which we kind of talked about that. Health, health. Uh, yeah. uh, and the, the physical the right. withdrawals and the pain that, that comes from that hallucination, seizures, panic attacks, uh, right. spike in blood pressure. Um, number two, rehab can save your life. It is known that drug addicts and alcoholics have a shorter life expectancy than the rest of the population. Right. Obviously, because we're putting uh, poison in our body. And number three, it can also give you your life back. Not only can rehab save your life, it can also enable you to reclaim it and regain control over it. Living a life intoxicated isn't living, and that's a true statement. Believe that. Says drugs and drugs are chemicals that completely manipulate a person's um, capacity for self control, and alcohol it um, definitely did that for for me. I can say uh, number four, it will teach you how to live sober and be comfortable doing so. And you know, I had this conversation not to sidebar on number four, but um, about someone I someone I knew who knew someone. You know, however it goes, talking about why they couldn't stop drinking. Like, you know, because for me, and that's, you know, and that kind of messes with me too, right? right? Like, 
I won't say, well, now I can say I feel like it was quote unquote easy um, because I, I didn't, um, I didn't have a, a, I haven't had an experience of relapse, um, but I have met people and known people who, who have and known other people that it's just, it's difficult to figure out how to do life on life's terms. Right. Um, and and are chronic relapsers, and that rehab can be substantial. You know, it removes you, which we talked a little bit about this, I think, last time or the time before. You know, removing yourself from the environment. Right, right. Um, not necessarily, you know, for medical DTs in some cases, but removing yourself and um, getting in a different environment that'll help you get control over what's going on. So that was interesting. Number five, rehab can help you get to know yourself. And that goes along with the same thing. I mean, for for me, in working a program, it's about self-awareness. Right, right. That a large portion, like I said, I'm crazy without the, without the alcohol. You know, um, alcohol isn't my problem. It was my solution. Right. You know, and, and understanding that being self-aware and owning my part. You know, that I'm not I'm not a victim, that everything that happens to me isn't some, you know, evil plan, you know, is hard. And, right. and you know, you work in your program in this, and I know they do that. They do, um, I won't say all, but um, some sort of 12-step. Right. Number six, uh, rehab can save your relationships. Help you mend um, broken relationships with your family, your friends, your spouse. And I, I'm I'm assuming a lot those last three you know got a lot to do with counseling and sure. the the mental the, the mental aspect mm-hmm. of addiction and recovery all combined. And number seven, it can also help you build new and meaningful relationships. Learning how to communicate, right? Learning how to you know in some cases you know I've experienced um you know there's there's codependency. You know, depending either depending on someone or not depending or being too self reliant, both of which um, can be triggers for 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 abuse of some sort. Right. Um, you know, helping deal with those things. So those are all benefits, either right. in an in an inpatient treatment or an outpatient treatment or working a program. Right. Yeah, that blog was pretty interesting. Like I said, I <clears throat> read it. So that's I think it covered when we asked do why do they say uh drug addicts should go to rehab. I don't think it's just drug addicts either. What well, right, I mean there's right. a Al- lot of alcoholics. But but and I don't want to go back to the last podcast and be heavy on it because it you know, we said what we said, but I, I do feel that the majority of people on drugs feel they have to go to rehab. Right. But how about the definition of rehab? I don't know. You took your phone away. Oh wait. Well, you mind. you have a phone. <laughs> well, rehab. I mean, it's rehabilitation. Right. Um, so, but you see what I'm saying? Well, and, I I think that it, any substance abuse. So I don't. So when we say when you say drug addicts, I mean, I think that I have met people who alcohol is a were, drug were incapable. Right. I know, but true. But yeah. in that, in the just to clarify that that was included, not to just say that it was right. Um, let's see. Oh wow. Um, I'm, I'm a terrible. Did we not have this conversation about me not being? Is is there? Isn't there an NA 
Yeah, narcotics. Anonymous. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I, I, I mean, I haven't, I haven't seen any of those. Have you? Meetings. Yeah. Yeah, we have them at the place that I go. Oh, to. Oh, you do? Well, mm-hmm. you didn't talk on those. Did they do those? Well, I have never. They have an overeaters one, an OA right. meeting also. Right. They have one for marijuana. Right. They have one for cocaine. Um, uh, so they have some that is specific. That are specific. Specific mm-hmm. drugs. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Um, the majority of the meetings, the place I go to, are AA meetings. Uh, right. Every uh, every couple of hours, all day long, and then the but they do offer the other meetings. Right. Okay. Well, um, I didn't know that. See, that's interesting. I sorry. feel like you've been holding that. I was back. holding that out. Yeah. yeah. I guess because I didn't really. <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't on purpose. Right, right. <laughs> um, so rehab, rehabilitation, the action of restoring someone to health or normal life through training and therapy after imprisonment, addiction, or illness. We read that again. Sure. The action of restoring someone to health or normal life through training and therapy after imprisonment, addiction, or illness. There you go. Hmm. So, pretty neat. Interesting. Well, I think that's uh that's about all I got for this week. What you got? I mean, I feel like we could talk for hours, but I don't, I, I I don't know, think anybody yeah. wants to keep listening to us banter right. back and forth. Right. But no, we hit some good stuff. So, thanks for for um coming at me all spontaneous. Hey, <laughs> unscripted, unscripted, unscripted authenticity, truth over entertainment. <laughs> that's right. You I mean, know, it's pretty entertaining. I mean, it is to me anyway. You you know what's so powerful about the truth? What? It'll stand when the world's on fire. That's right. The truth right. is the truth. And by the way, I feel like we're still really fun, even though we're sober. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, that's uh, that that was the one of the biggest humps for me, mm-hmm. is what am I going to do when yeah. I quit drinking? What, what am I... And you know, to... To this day, I'm still sort of dealing with it, with the motivation sure. aspect of it, trying to get out all that sitting. Yeah, because all of a sudden I mean? we have all this time. Right. I feel like I didn't have any time to do anything. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, I could do all kinds of stuff, but I don't. But you know what? It, it's uh, a lot of times my mind gets to run it so fast with everything I can do mm-hmm. now. I don't know where to dang start. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Then I'm like, wow, where in the world do I start? I That's what the loggle is for. You write them yeah. all down. You put right. pen to paper. Right. It's therapeutic. Keep telling you that. Therapeutic. That's right. So. That's all I got. We're on Facebook, people. Instagram. Instagram. Was a serious deal, the two of us trying to figure out how to work the Instagram. Right. If y'all would, please follow us on Instagram. Like us on Facebook. If you listen on Apple, it's mm-hmm. uh, please leave a review. The way Apple works, the more reviews, good re- reviews you get. If somebody searches addiction, God works, something like that, then it'll help us be one of the first ones that pops up on there. Right. Uh, what's that word? Algorithm. Maybe it has something to do with the algorithm. I'm pretty sure it does. And uh, Instagram, it's uh, off underscore the underscore elevator. And we got an email. E- yes, that's fairly simple. If Jesse gets to rabbit holing too much, email <laughs> us and say, look, 
She is rabbit hole heavy. I am rabbit. I stay on topic, right? Off the elevator, all spelled out at gmail.com. That's right. Well, I'm done with it. Oh. Oh, no, you're this, not. This tired Dunkin' Donuts coffee, our coffee review. I, it's all I had today. So Re- Regular. Regular, not decaf. Does it taste any different than the decaf? I'm going to give it a... I, well, I think it was a little bit better than the decaf. Really, I'm you think that? Because people yeah. always say decaf tastes different. Yeah, it did. It does. I think it tastes better. Hmm. So, like stout. I know this sounds really dumb when you're talking about leaded or unleaded. Like stout, stouter. No, or not, um, like better going down the throat. <laughs> it was better down your throat hole than the decaf. <laughs> right. Right. Wow. So I'm going to give it a 5.5. Wow. Well, I mean, I have to stick. I gave the other one an eight. I mean, this is my favorite one. I drink it all the time. So I'm going to have to go with you. I'm not going to go uh, 10. Say, I'm not going to go 10. If you 10. say nine, I'm flipping this table over. <laughs> I'm going to go 8.5. Now do the math on that. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel I feel like that's 14. But wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Eight point. You said five point five. Yeah. I feel like you just made that up. Five. No, that's that's an easier five point five. That's fourteen. Mm-hmm. So, our review of this Dunkin' Donuts regular is it original blend? Is it, uh, it, it is cafe original. roast? No, no, it's original. Blend. Okay. So if you pull Leaded. up the Dunkin' Donuts and just say, "Give me a cup of coffee," that's what they're going to give you. Leaded. Yep. Okay. So it it gets a seven. I think between both of us, I'm not satisfied with that review. Well, I don't think first it's a of all, seven. the last three types of coffee that we have had, I have brought to the table. You wait. I feel like your coffee game is not crisp. First off, first off, I think we should handicap your rating <laughs> anyway. And this is the reason why. why? I'm drinking mine black. You're drinking yours with cream, sugar, probably honey. No. First of all, don't milk. listen to him, y'all. I drink I drink my coffee with Splenda and sugar-free French vanilla creamer. So there is no sugar in my coffee. Okay, so you're putting two additives in the coffee. So I think that should be a handicap anyway. Like I think you should start like so you said this was an 8.5 I think you should have a handicap of a minus one anyway, <laughs> like a minimum minus one. That's not a thing. Because, because you're adding. That's not a thing. You're Most add, people drink their coffee with something in it. You're adding the flavor to the coffee. You see what I'm saying? But it makes a difference if coffee is good or not. I mean, I got so, it at the gas station one time. It was really bad. What menu is going to discuss whether or not you get a handicap from now on. Yeah. I will accept the 8.5 this time. All right, all right. But if we're going to take these coffee reviews serious. Are you going to bring some coffee to the table? I, I'm tired of your feminine coffee. I'm about to bring, I'm about to <laughs> come raw. roast. <laughs> I'm about to come raw with you. You know what I'm saying? Uh, am I going to have to drink it black? You Yes. Oh, I have this friend that I know who's from Columbia who brought me some Colombian coffee one time. Right. Man, us people here in America have no idea. That was not any like any coffee I had ever drank before. I was like so excited to right. so drink this authentic Colombian coffee. 
wow it was rough there you go it was really rough so when they say columbia roast when you buy it it's not really it right. didn't, t- didn't taste anything like that coffee she brought me i was just blown away so probably don't really know what real coffee's like but you need to bring something to the table yeah i'm about to come at you with some some man coffee oh god some, some real stuff well we'll see and it, it, it's pro- it probably has a force field over it that when you pour that <laughs> Splenda, or, and it just, it won't even go in it. it, it it's probably going to be like water and oil. <laughs> like that mess you put on, it's going to stay on the top, uh-huh. and you're going to have to drink that, air quotes, off the top. Wow. You know? <laughs> that really did mess with you, didn't it? <laughs> okay. All right. All right, y'all. Thanks for listening. All right. We'll see y'all.